Welcome to the Make Life Less Difficult podcast. This podcast explores what it means to make life less difficult for each other and for ourselves. We share stories of struggles and successes because we believe sharing our stories eases the difficulty of life. I'm Lisa Tilstra, your host. Let's jump into today's conversation. My guest today is Nicholas Jefferson. Nick is my youngest nephew and the second of my nieces and nephews to be a guest on the podcast. Shout out to Sarah Cole, my niece, who was on episode 40, where we had a beautiful conversation about the challenges and benefits of conflict. When I was visiting at Nick's house a couple months ago, he and I had some interesting conversations and I said, hey, Nick, would you be interested in coming on my podcast? He bravely accepted the invitation and said he'd be happy to. I I want to take a moment to highlight Nick's courage and bravery. Nick is 16, actually turning 17 about the time of, of this release, and he's a junior in high school. Many adults I invite hesitate to be on the podcast. It's it's a vulnerable and potentially intimidating prospect to share thoughts and stories and ideas when you don't know who will listen. So I was super impressed with Nick's openness to the idea and his willingness to step into a conversation that is fairly unstructured and just explore with me. In our conversation, Nick shares his thoughts around how we can contribute to making the world a better place by kindness to each other while we simultaneously explore and question the best way to do that on a grander scale, as it can seem quite difficult to do when we look at the world as a whole. But we, in our conversation, come back to our own circles of influence and starting there. And I think there's so much wisdom in this approach. By the end of our conversation, Nick shares his ideas around how we can start close in with the groups we already connect with, but then also expand our circles of influence and invite others to do so as well. I am convinced that each of us can make a difference, a positive difference in our worlds with this approach. I know at times it can get overwhelming when we, when we see all the needs around the world and so often the negativity and meanness even that is expressed between humans. But truly, if we each start with the places we already have connections and influence, and slowly grow those circles, we can make a significant difference in the world with kindness and love and connection. Nick, thank you for your courage and bravery in being on the podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation with you and I look forward to more conversations in the future. Keep making a difference in your world. With that, I invite you to enjoy this chat with Nick and be inspired to make a difference in your own world. Nick, welcome to the Make Life Less Difficult podcast. Hi, it's great to be here. You are my second um, guest who's part of my niece and nephew uh, family circle. So I'm super excited to have you. I love having family members and Sarah was on a few months ago and super stoked to have you here. Wow, that's cool. You're leading the way. in front of the the older generation, uh, my siblings and uh, whatnot. So good job. <laughs> Maybe we can get my mom on sometime. You never know. I have asked her. We definitely. I hope that I hope that she will feel very positive peer pressure now that mm. you are on the podcast. <laughs> 
I think I can apply some pressure on my end. So. <laughs> we'll keep it positive, right? We'll keep it positive. Mm, yeah, positive peer pressure. <laughs> yes, I love it. So Nick, as we jump in to our conversation, I have a standard question that I like to ask all of my guests. Uh, the name of this podcast is Make Life Less Difficult, and that comes from a quote that says, what do we live for if not to make life less difficult for each other? And I would love to hear from you. What does that mean to you? I think that I do want to take the quote at face value. And it means to me that we exist to help each other. Hmm. I guess I could, I don't know, I see a way you could tie that into, oh, are people basically good or basically evil? Hmm. I think that quote views it as humans are basically good. What do you think of that question? Are people, humans, basically good or not? So I think if you, you know, discard the idea of religion and just look at you know, facts. We, as a, our cities and what we do, we want to put people in power who are going to make life better. Mm-hmm. No one wants to be treated bad, but we, if we, no one wants to be treated bad. So that's something that shows that we don't like nice, treating people bad. It's kind of obvious. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's also tricky, right? Because there's also, there's, there's people out there doing things that are, yeah, I would definitely put in the category of bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of really good in the world too. Exactly. And we tend to, yeah, I mean, we tend to focus, I think. I think the sort of the, the human focus and media all like tends to get, you get more clicks on the bad stuff. And yet there's, there is a lot and people do want to show up and be good and help each other. I, I tend to believe that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to make my community better. I imagine everyone wants to make their community better. Mm. So that's why I think people are basically good. So Nick, you are, you're 16 going on 17. There's a song about that somewhere. <laughs> uh, I get it. I, I know what that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> it's a good movie and song. It's, I agree. Um, so I, I'm super curious to see where this question uh takes you in in your thinking i ask a a number of my guests i'll i I ask this question and so i'm just going to ask you um when you think about your life so far and you look around um what has been a time that you have said wow life life is difficult more difficult than i thought it would be i guess i could say this year Mm. because you know i always heard junior year is gonna be crazy you're gonna have so much stuff to do and it's setting in that yeah there's a lot of stuff i have to do Mm. and it's getting hard to do what i want to do fit my you know free time into it and still get good grades in school you know it's hard to balance that i'm finding it kind of hard to find a balance and i found that i'm having to cut things out from what i wanted to do just to make Mm. room for everything else the things you have to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. How, how are you approaching that? Um, like, how are you prior prioritizing and figuring out what needs to go and what needs to stay? That's kind of more of a time balance. It's like, what can I do the most of? That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. So if I, would I rather do two things that take one hour or one thing that takes two hours oh, and wow. balance like, which one would be better? Which one would be more productive to get done? I have an essay to write and I have to do that tomorrow. So do I want to watch TV or write my essay? So 
that's not a great example because one is free time, the other is school, but it kind of, that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Mm -hmm. Which one typically wins out if it's free time or school at this point? (laughs) Okay. So it really depends on the assignment. (laughs) If it's math, then I'll wait till 9 PM to do it. But for this essay, it's kind of long. I haven't done a lot of research yet. So that I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to watch a little bit of TV and then go to the essay. Okay. Okay. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Nick, when I, I was visiting you a couple of weeks ago and it was, it was really fun because your mom and I were in the grocery store in the town where you live and one of your classmates was there and she started talking about this talk that you had given for um, one of the programs at, at school, the opening program. And I thought it sounded just like really, really awesome thoughts about, um, well, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to just leave it at that and ask you to talk about the theme um, that you guys are working with in school. And um, let's start there and then hear a little bit about your thoughts around this in the talk that you gave. So I think I should say that my talk, it didn't really go along with the theme. It was kind of something that I thought was important. And it was my vote for our theme, but then I kind of got blocked and I'm mm. super upset about it. Not really. <laughs> So my talk was about the influence we have over each other. Mm. At our school, we would go to a local food pantry and help, you know, sort out, get everything organized into bags. So when they hand it out, it's a lot easier. And it went so much faster when our school was there to help. And I thought that that is a really good example of a positive influence. At least that's what I thought. Anyway, then I t- moved on to negative influences because we have a class in high school that had to have a talk about if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. Hmm. And I thought that, oh, I feel like you learned that a while ago. Maybe you need some positive influence and that can come from the rest of the school. I didn't really name any. I didn't name the class, but that was kind of my thought process mm-hmm. in writing the speech or brainstorming points. I would love to hear some of the ideas you have around making a positive in or being, being a positive influence in people's lives. Well, I don't know if this is the right idea, but I would say work on yourself. Mm. If you have a bunch of people who start working on themselves and making them better and people can see that change, it's like, oh, what are they doing? I want to do that. So it kind of builds you know, the positive peer pressure, like you were talking about before, that might do something. I, I love that. That is the first thing that you shared of being a positive influence in the world is work on yourself like that. I, you've like rendered me speechless because I'm just like, yes, absolutely. And, um, I am so curious. So there's certain things that come to mind for me when you say that. Um, and I'm really curious of what, what comes to mind for you when you think about that working on yourself and or what other people should be? What do you, what do you mean? What working on oneself? I don't know. It, it is a broad term and that's going to be kind of hard for me to define. But I would say if there's something about you that you don't like, maybe, I don't know. Okay. I don't really want to give examples, but 
if you, there's something about yourself that you don't like, like a personality part, I don't know, maybe you say something and you don't mean it or um, you don't listen enough or you feel like you don't listen enough, mm-hmm. you can be like, oh, I want to listen more and then try to build opportunities for yourself where you can exercise and practice being a better listener. Yeah, I I love that. And I think for me, um, something like listening is it sounds simple, right? Like, of course, listen, right? We all listen. We fortunately, like most of us have two ears. We are hearing uh, abled people. Um, and yet listening well can be extremely difficult. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What are your thoughts around why listening is so difficult? This is going to be a question. Okay. <laughs> So I think we like to hear us, well, people like to hear themselves talk. So that's one thing. But also, you know, the differences between men and women. Like, you know, you've heard, you've probably heard the thing where it's like, oh, guys want to fix the problem. Hmm. And then, I don't know, maybe you just want someone to hear you out. And people are like, oh, I know how you fix this here. Just do uh, one, two, three, and then it'll be okay. And it's like, no, actually, I want you to listen to my problem. So that's what would be helpful. I don't know. I think. Is also a part in personality. Since school, we heard there's also parts of culture. Culture can value listening more instead of talking. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a, it's not one thing that causes people to be better listeners than others. It's different parts. Yeah. And I, and I will say, I have also heard the, you know, the men like to fix things and women just want to be listened to. I have found that certain times Men also like to be listened to and don't want somebody to come along and just fix things. <laughs> so that game that can be shared uh, across uh, across genders for sure. Um, but I think that is true, and and it's interesting because I think we come when when someone comes to us with a challenge or a problem, if we go into fix it mode, it comes from a place of good intention most of the time, right? It's because we care about the person, and yet sometimes it's actually not that helpful. There's that space of just listening and being like, oh yeah, what you're going through sounds really tough. And even asking, like I'll sometimes try to ask, "What what can I do to support you? And let the other person say what they need, right? And sometimes I want somebody to help me solve a problem. Sometimes that can be helpful. Sometimes it's just, can you just listen? That would be great. Yeah, I agree. Makes sense. The other interesting thing, can I share this with you? I think so. I teach classes where we talk about listening as a skill. And we talk about three different parts of communication where you have the words that are spoken, you have the tone of voice that you speak with, and you also have body language, facial expressions, how you know, you're standing, the open posture, closed posture, things like that. And I always ask people, like, what do you think is most influential? Um, so just off the top of your head, what do you think conveys most of the message when I'm talking? The words, the tone of voice, body language? What's your guess? I think if you're in a room with someone, posture. So if they're reading a book while you're talking to them, but you're not going to think that they're really listening. <laughs> yeah. But I guess if you're on a phone call, it'd be tone of voice. Yeah. You get 100% on that quiz. And the vast majority of people <laughs> do not. <laughs> Um, and, and I, I have a couple exercises that we do that, that 
you know, kind of like parse it out, right? So, you know, we say, well, let's just talk about words and tone of voice. So if I say, can I help you? Or if I say, uh, can I help you? <laughs> or if I, I say, it. can I help you? <laughs> it's like, right? Same there's, words. Yeah, there's a difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if we add in body language, like you say, if I'm sitting there and I'm reading my phone and I'm typing away, answering a message on my phone, but you're talking to me and I'm saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, that's really interesting. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like, are you actually listening to me? So the interesting thing is that our the way our brain works is that we pay more attention to what we see. The brain pays more attention to what we see than what we hear. And that is partly why listening is hard for us as humans. I wonder if that has anything to do with culture, because we use our eyes a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Say more about that. What are you thinking? So I think, you know, when you hear like a loud sound, you freak out. Yep. And so I was outside one night and I heard this sound and I, it sounded like an animal. I had no idea. I've never heard it before, but I just got freaked out. And I couldn't, I was sleeping outside and I couldn't go back to sleep, but I had no idea. I could not see anything. I couldn't see what made the sound. And that was almost more scary because I was like, oh, where is it? Yeah. So I think, oh, hmm. yeah, there's, it's a bit of both. So I would love to go back to, um, and, and since you didn't vote for this theme, hopefully you'll forgive me for going back to it. What is the theme? Say it, tell me in your words, like, cause I might mess it up what's the theme that you are focused on in your school this year I like our theme I just want to get that out in the open I think it's a (laughs) wonderful theme I love our essay we're wonderful people (laughs) Uh, our theme is to stay rooted and we were thinking you know oh a tree you stay rooted grounded even I'll look up a list of synonyms so I feel like there are quite a few different words that you could use to you know just flip out instead of rooted mm-hmm. with our theme it's I don't think it's gonna stay you know rooted it's gonna change a lot throughout the year and how it goes so talk about the the rootedness what is that what does that mean for you to be rooted well I think the word rooted means is to stay grounded connected to your community I think that that's my interpretation of it mm. since you know we're a pretty small community we rely on each other a lot. So I think that it means stay rooted, be aware of what's going on with people. So, you know, if someone's going through a hard time, so, oh, can we help you with that? Or, you know, someone needs someone to listen to, then you can be there for that. Just be there to help people. Yeah, it's it really resonates for me because that is, um, to me, that is making life less difficult. Yeah. You know, and it just really comes back to this quote, what do we live for if not to make life less difficult for each other? And it can be as simple as, hey, just being there for one another, listening to one another. It doesn't have to be a heroic act. It can be really simple acts of kindness that make a big difference in people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you see the theme going? Because you mentioned, okay, it starts out with the rootedness. Where do you see it going from there? I don't really know. I would like, but I don't really know where it's going to go. But where I'd like to see it go is, you know, branch out, 
tree pun. Anyway, mm-hmm, I like to it. Eat, branch out to people, different ways. Like we have just different ways to get involved and help people. Because, you know, we got a lot, we got a decent amount of kids there. That's a lot of work that can be done. I don't know. If someone needs help moving, we can all be like, oh, we got 70 people here. Half of them go. That's 30 people, 35. That's a lot of moving help for yep. free. And we also get community service hours, which is something that's also required. Win-win. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like, you know, kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. Um, I've never understood that saying, though, because killing killing a bird, really? <laughs> yeah. Not, Sorry, not, I just had to say it. <laughs> it's not the nicest thing. Who came up with that? Benjamin Franklin? <laughs> I want to say he did, but I might be wrong. Yeah. Because you could say two fish in a bucket. There you go. Two fish in a bucket. <laughs> um, I want to ask you about, you know, the everything you're saying. Um, I I I love that you're talking about the positive influence, um, trying to make the community stronger, look for ways to help each other out, make life less difficult for each other, be there, listen to each other. And I'm curious because there's a lot of talk these days about um negative peer pressure, bullying in schools um what's your thought on some of that and yeah how much is it a a challenge where you are um what do you think about what's going on in that in that realm i don't think i can talk about i haven't had many bully experiences the one that i did have it wasn't that bad and it was more of a mutual thing and then they moved away so kind of a win-win for me you know okay but i know other people they don't have that like they're not as lucky as I was. They're not as fortunate. Do you know some other people who have experienced bullying? Yeah, I do. It's sad and it makes me think, oh, I really am quite fortunate to that I grew up where I did, went to school where I did. I'm I don't think I'm the right person to answer that question because I don't I mean often my only opinion is bullying is bad and people who are hurt hurt people. Not all the time, but I think that people who are bullies they got something going on with themselves. Yeah, I would be curious because that, that's the question I wanted to ask you is like, why do you think people bully? Eh, I don't know. I feel like I've been the bully in a couple occasions. And now I feel bad about it. Mm. Could also be you're trying to get that person's attention mm-hmm. or you just don't like it. But you have to navigate that as you get older because that's not professional. No, it's not. Unfortunately, it can, it can happen in professional settings as well with adults, it can happen in, in work situations. Um, and I appreciate your willingness to say, Hey, sometimes I have been the bully. Um, that's not always easy to admit. And yet probably each of us, if we're willing to be really honest with ourselves, we can look around and be like, Oh, this is a situation that I, um, I didn't treat people well. Um, I tend to think it comes from a place of insecurity like if i'm feeling insecure i want to look for a way to put other people down um to make myself feel better um does that resonate it does i think you got a point i think you're right and it brings me back to your point of working on ourselves first what about the people who don't want to make themselves better they're happy with who they are even though it's not the best person they could be yeah that's a really good question what do you think when you think of those people I don't know. There's not much I can do. It's their choice to be who they want to be. I can be their positive influence. But beyond that, I don't think there's much I can do. It's your own choice. You want to make yourself better. 
Yeah. Yeah. It is tricky though. And I think, um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about how I have approached it is that, um, I, first of all, focus on myself. And then second of all, I look for opportunities to share about my own journey, my own growth, um, my own realizations of myself. Um, for example, uh, probably maybe two years ago, I started to realize I would look at someone else who was really successful in life, maybe in the area of coaching, because I have a coaching business. And I would think like, man, I could do it as good as them. You know, they're no better. And yet they're getting all this success. And I realized that I was saying that because of my own insecurity. And I was like, oh, I don't actually like that. Like I'd like to, I'd like to be more affirming of other people. I'd like to compliment them and encourage them versus think all these jealous thoughts. And so recognizing that for myself and then being willing to share that realization, because in a way it's, it's embarrassing to admit that I would actually think like, I wish that person didn't succeed. Like that's a terrible thing (laughs) to admit, right? Like I feel like what a horrible person. Um, And yet it's like, no, okay, let me be kind to myself and recognize this is part of my journey. And then hopefully my hope in sharing that, um, because really what I've tried to now start doing is realize as soon as I start to feel jealous of someone, I look for something to compliment them or affirm them because the jealousy is my own insecurity. So it's like, okay, notice the jealousy and security and now find something to compliment, affirm, encourage them. Great job. I love what you're doing, right? Even though I still might feel some jealousy inside. And by sharing my story, I'm hoping that somebody else has a realization is like, oh, maybe I could start doing this because I also feel jealous and maybe it's from a place of insecurity. You know, we look at the uh, the growing amount of garbage in our oceans and the plastic in the ocean that's causing all sorts of problems. Like, could we use competitiveness to fix a problem like this to solve a major problem around the world? I had a big brain idea. So I think competitiveness, competitiveness is, well, I think being competitive is in part being selfish. Because you want to be the best. Okay. You want to have all the money. You want to be the biggest company. And to get there, you have to be competitive. You want to be the best basketball player. You want to win every game. And that's competitive. But it's also being selfish. So in that, you want to be competitive to benefit yourself or your team. Mm -hmm. I don't think if we look at us as a species, as a team, then we could do something with that, maybe. So does that take away the competitiveness? Or is there a way to... To make the competitiveness a positive collective thing. So I want to go back to my idea of a team. You're competitive to benefit your team. Mm. So, but I don't think as like people, we look at the species as a single team. It's different nations, different countries, different regions are their own team. Mm -hmm. And I don't know a whole lot about that geopolitical landscape, but I think if there's a way we can change our idea to we as a species have to work to fix our planet yeah. like with the microplastics and the plastics in the ocean, the pollution, then that might be able to do something. I think that's a better, that gives a bigger possibility for that whole competitive for the sake of our species, our team. Yeah. yeah no, I like that. To, to look at our um, common humanity mm. 
That's the right phrase. Yeah. No matter where we're from in the world. And that's one of the things that I've learned living around the world, living in different countries, working and traveling in so many different countries. People will often ask me what the differences are when I go place to place. And, you know, I can share a little bit of the differences, but then typically I I find myself saying, but you know what? People are people everywhere. We have the same hopes and dreams and cares. And, you know, we want our families to kids to succeed and, you know, um, yeah, like people are, are people. And so that common humanity, I, I love that idea of like, how, do, how do we look at ourselves as a team of humans rather than all these opposing teams? Yeah. I think that's going to be difficult. Yeah. What's your, I mean, so there's, there's hope and reality, right? And so what do you do if, if it's like, well, I hope for that, but reality doesn't seem how, do, how do we make, how do we make any positive difference? I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of life experience yet. I guess we, we need a cause to unite ourselves with because, mm. you know, ocean pollution for some landlocked country that might not matter as much, mm-hmm. but for someone who's along the coast of an ocean and who's having trash and oil wash up on their shore and that destroys habitat, which can lead to food. It's a lot bigger of a deal. Yeah. So I think we're going to need something big to look forward, like say some potentially species or some catastrophe that could drastically impact everything that we've done on earth. Mm. Like alien invasion. Um, I don't know about that. My view is if that some, if an alien race advanced enough to get to earth, we're probably not going to stand much of a chance. <laughs> or if they can get to earth, they can probably take us out. But maybe if we all join together in one mm. team, we might stand a chance. Yeah. That's the optimistic side of me. Mm. No, that's what I like to think of because I don't, I've heard on other podcasts, people are like, if a, species if an alien race so advanced gets to earth it's going to be like a kid looking at an anthill mm. there's going to be such a disconnect because you we don't really know what the ants do you know that they're just trying to survive and that's about it but some species whoever visit us they might have the idea they might not have an idea of what we're doing maybe they don't need entertainment maybe they don't, they don't have that so like oh look they're just wasting their time they're not intelligent yeah so they might just not even bother I don't know. I got no clue above my pay grade. (laughs) It's above all our pay grade, but it's interesting to talk about, right? Just fun to, fun to explore and, you know, hypothesize about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what do you feel is within your control? um, Like that you can be making a positive difference in the world. And you can kind of think like, the small world of right around you or the bigger world, whatever one, but like, what, what is it that you at this point in your life feel like you have influence over in making a positive impact? The people I'm around. Mm. I could try to have a positive impact on the people that I'm around. And there's also, Oh, I can donate to a charity that helps people in another country mm-hmm. or even in my own country, but on the other side, mm-hmm. or I can go out, buy a plane ticket, and just start helping. But for me currently, like as of today, I think the people that are right around me. Yeah. It brings us full circle. And I 
I really love that because, um, you know, at the start of the conversation, we were talking about what does it mean to you to make life less difficult? You were like, you know, like being kind to the people around you, being helpful to the people around you. And I think that that is, um, how should I say, like more significant than it might sound at a, at a surface level. And it is my desire that I keep that in mind in my own life of like, okay, who are the people right around me that I can have a positive influence on? What does that look like? Um, and I hope that more and more of us take a look around, you know, cause there's a lot of things happening in the world that I, I care about and I'm concerned about, but I don't have any direct influence or control over. Um, and then there's parts of, of my world and my life that I do have influence over. And so to really focus my energy and attention um, on those people and the things that I have influence over. Hmm. I just had an idea. I'm not trying to be critical, but what if we focused our energy on expanding our sphere of influence? Yeah, I love it. What are some of your ideas of how you would do that? I got no clue. It's it's a great idea though. I I rarely want to even go to Walmart. So... (laughs) I don't know if I'm the right person to ask. But think about it in the context of your school. Mm. How can you do that even within the context of your school? I don't know. Because if you see someone that looks sad, offer to help them or ask if they need anything. Ask if they're okay. Even if you don't know them, you never know. Even if you just tell them, hey, I'm here for you if you need anything. Even if it's a complete stranger, that could make a difference. because That shows them someone cares. You can also do it. I don't know. I think right now, that's the first idea that popped into my head. Yeah. I think it's a great idea, Nick. And I, I think that if each one of us in the world would take a look around and say, okay, here's my current uh, sphere of influence and ask, how can I expand that just a little bit? doesn't have to be enormous, but who's that person that I might, I recognize them, but I don't really know them well, but they seem, they seem like something might be bothering them. Let me just check in with them. Right? Like, so I love that idea. Maybe a better way or another way you could say it is look outside of your current sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. So that would bring your sphere of influence along with you. Mm-hmm. And invite other people that are in your current sphere of influence along with you outside. Exactly. I like yeah. that. One. That's yeah. smart. Thanks. Tide floats all boats. Or Team, all teamwork. Teamwork. Yes. We came up with that together positive influence. (laughs) And these ideas come up in conversation. Like we're having this conversation and we're kind of like coming up with new ideas collectively. And I think that potentially is something um, I, I like to think of having more conversations like this, where we are willing to engage and say, oh, that's an interesting idea, but what about this? And how about if we add on to this and build it and expand it and make it better through conversation? Yeah, something that I, I don't know, I don't really find an opportunity to talk about that with a lot of people, but that's what I can work on to make myself better. There you go. Start a podcast, invite people to be on the podcast and have conversations with you. Wait, really? (laughs) That's what I've done. I think it's going pretty well. Well, thanks. I appreciate you being willing to have this conversation. Mm. My dad didn't want me to. He's like, oh, Nick, you're going to get in trouble. And I'm like, I don't think I will. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, hopefully this doesn't get you in trouble in any sort of way. I I tend to think that you're going to have a positive influence through sharing what you're thinking and just exploring the ideas in conversation in this way. And, you know, if I do get in trouble, I can always say I was 16. <laughs> I'm a my, minor. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. I've, I don't know enough. <laughs> I think, Nick, so you are incredibly brave to come on to my podcast and be willing. I'll tell you, it it is, it takes courage. It's vulnerable to think out loud in conversation like this. Like we didn't have this scripted out. We didn't exactly know what was going to come up. And so I would like to affirm you for your bravery and your courage in being willing to come on to the podcast and have the conversation. Happy to help. It's been fun. I kind of enjoyed it. Very cool. I've enjoyed it very much. Are there any other thoughts that you want to share before we wrap up? I guess look for people that you can help outside of your sphere of influence. That's a fantastic takeaway. Love it. Nick, thank you. You're welcome. 